and it's so great because you could be have your intention be big and and game changing, but you start small. And actually, a lot of the movements were not intentionally started uh, intentional to be big in the first place. I love that so much. It's a big celebration today. We are at episode 250 of the Amplify Your Success podcast. I hope you will join me in celebrating. Share this episode that you are absolutely going to love with your friends and your family. Tag me on social media and I will send you a special gift. You are listening to Amplify Your Success podcast episode 250. And today let's learn how to create a movement that reaches a million people. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who wanna shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're gonna find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It is your host, Authority Amplifier, Melanie Benson. And today, I've got a friend joining me to talk about how we can take our message and sometimes our mess that created that message and start a movement that can impact the lives of millions of people all over the world. I mean, with technology today, we have the opportunity to reach lives that before we would never even be able to connect with. And my guest is such a profound human being. I cannot wait to share him with you. Now, before we get started in today's episode, I wanna talk about one of the things you have to tackle before your movement can really take off. And it's addressing those feelings of being invisible. Like I know so many people who come to me, they join Amplify Your Authority Inner Circle, or they come into the mastermind, or they book a VIP, whatever whatever way I'm working with them, they're, they're literally feeling stuck with this invisibility cloak they cannot shed. And if you're going to start a movement, if you're going to be a highly paid authority, you've got to discover how to transform your wisdom into wealth, into wealth generating content and messages and things that people will invest in to work with you. And that's how you become a highly paid authority. So now is the best time to start monetizing what you know. I want you to get paid well, and I want you to be able to help others solve some of their biggest challenges. That's why many of us recognize that the mess of our life that we went through at some point has become a message, and then it becomes a monetizable mission. Now, The reason why so many people, especially service-based people like coaches and consultants and people who sell an hour of their time, the reason why they get stuck under-earning and underperforming is they are missing key pillars that without these pillars, they really are invisible in their market. And they're getting passed over time and again, and they're struggling to get those bigger ticket clients because they don't have all the the components in place. Now, I have been so fortunate over the last 21 years to help thousands of entrepreneurs add another six and sometimes seven figures to their business each year. And I'd love to help you too. Now, if you do not yet have my roadmap, 
on how to become a highly paid authority, you definitely want to get it right now at authorityamplifiers.com because for a limited time, I'm giving you exclusive access to my training, how to become a highly paid authority by transforming your wisdom into wealth. Get it at authorityamplifiers.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, Amplifiers. It's your host, Melanie Benson here, and I'm excited to bring today's special guest. Today, we're talking about how to start a movement that reaches a million people or more. And I'm joined by my longtime friend, A.G. Morishita. Now, A.G. is the movement maker's mentor and founder of Movement Makers, whose mission it is to empower a thousand leaders over the next 10 years to start a movement that impacts millions of lives. Movement Makers is a business leadership accelerator for purpose and mission-driven entrepreneurs to build profitable and sustainable social impact businesses. And Movement Makers grows impact-driven businesses without feeling like you're sacrificing your soul or your family. AG, this has been a long time coming to bring you onto the podcast. We have been, you know, like in each other's lives for quite some time. And I have watched you just really like be this powerful catalyst for men and women, especially women who want to start a movement. So thank you so much for being here today. Well, I'm so grateful to be here. And uh, yeah, it's an honor. And, and you were at that point in my life where I was at crossroads. Do I work with this group or do I work with purpose and mission driven and just go for it? And since that conversation we had out in Palm Springs, California, it's like I just went all in. So I'm so grateful. And you're a big part of that. Oh, thank you. There was a lot of big things that happened that weekend. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we had couples meeting. We had people be- becoming catalysts for their great movements. You stepped into your power fully. Wow. It was, it was a lot, right? Yes. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you're a movement maker. You're, you create all kinds of movements. <laughs> yeah. And it's as simple as creating the environment and the culture and the space for miracles to occur. And when you p- put great people together, you know, it's, it, that's the natural that's the natural outcome. Yeah. And you have a really exquisite way of creating space for people to really step into that. Like, I, well, we'll talk about more about that in a minute, but I just remember coming off your stage and so many people like sharing with me how each of the speakers had just moved them in a way. And I think that's really what is the foundation that you're helping people find is you know, they're, they're, they're going to move people when they start a movement. So let's talk about what is a movement. Yeah, so a movement, and there's different types of movements, but a movement is really a community with a shared vision, mission, and purpose. And there's a specific call to action to change the status quo in the world. And so it's not just a community, like a social club, there's actually a purpose and there's specific actions and the clearer the actions, the more powerful the movement is like, you know, there's a, a, the strawless ocean project where they want to remove plastic straws in the ocean. So they created this movement on Instagram called stop sucking, hashtag stop sucking, right? So they changed their plastic straws into paper straws or metal straws. And even now, fast food joints, almost 
Starbucks, they have these strawless lids. And that movement is has made a difference in terms of how uh, we handle straws and because straws are causing a lot of damage into the ocean. So, so it's simple things can make big changes. You mentioned something earlier that I feel like really ties in. We were in the green room talking a little bit about your upcoming event and, you know, some of the things that you're doing. And you mentioned to me, and I think you just hit this, like that it's not about having to start this huge thing right out of the gate. Like sometimes it's about starting small. Let's talk about that. Cause I think sometimes people who have this great mission in the world, they hold themselves back because it feels so big. Like how could starting small be the very thing that somebody needs to hear today? Yeah. And, and it's so great because you could be, have your intention be big and and game changing but you start small and actually a lot of the movements were not intentionally started uh, intentional to be big in the first place they all started small like these movements regarding the ocean they just said i just wanted to pick up the cans on the beach and and then other people did it and then it just started growing and then other cities and so so there's different levels of movements and i want to make sure defining movements again is that a movement is not, most people think of a movement as a mega movement, like a Martin Luther King or Black Lives Matter or some global movement. Those are mega movements. And so there's micro movements where it's the movement that starts with yourself. Then you have a mini movement where it's the people around you, it's your close inner circle. And then a standard movement is on the community level. So that could be local or online because now everything's uh, decentralized. So you could you could have a movement online, where, but it's a small group. And I'll share with you one of the movements I was part of. It was called the Hug It Forward Movement. And this was in 2008 in San Diego. We were part of a class project, personal development seminar, 40 of us. And one person, his name is Eli, he shared a video uh, of this uh, free hugs, uh, uh, free hugs video on YouTube that went viral. Remember, man with a free hug side, everyone thought he was weird until the first person gave and gave him the hug. Then he started uh, hugging more. He was becoming accepted, and then he passed the sign to someone else, and they carried it on. And so we are so inspired. His vision in the class project we were in San Diego. He said, "Let's give out hugs in San Diego," and we're all like, "Yes, we're on board. Let's make a difference. Let's light people up." So we had a lot of business owners. One person was a graphic designer. So and another person designed a website. Another person set up a PayPal donation link. One person, uh, the graphic designer designed the t-shirt. We had Tiamo and you know Tiamo Di Vittori. Yeah. He created a custom song called Be The Change for this movement. And within three days, we were able to give out hugs to Mission Beach to San Diego. It's the one with the roller coaster. Give out hugs with the T-shirts. The gift star, store owner called the local news uh, TV uh, to give us local coverage. And then the Hug It Forward movement in less than three days. Website, donations. And so all of this was done when a small group of people, it doesn't take a lot of people. Uh, uh, it doesn't take one person to do a lot. It just takes a lot of people to just do a little. And we were able to create this in three days. And we were so excited after the seminar ended. And this is what happens. You'll have a core team, just like Jesus had disciples. You know, uh, presidents of the United States has their cabinet. You have your core team. And a core team of eight went to Europe and gave out hugs. And then they went to Central America. And they went to a small country called Guatemala. 
And they found the bigger, and I'm a very spiritual person, as you know, the bigger reason, the spiritual reason, God's plan or universe's divine plan for them. And they saw the streets littered in trash. And they said, well, they don't need just hugs. They need to solve the trash problem. And someone had the crazy idea of taking these uh, unrecyclable plastic bottles and stuff trash in the bottles and then build schools out of them. So the first bottle school was built. And since then, over 150 schools have been built in Guatemala just because uh, uh, out of these bottles, just because one person had the idea of let's give out hugs in San Diego. And that's, and he had no idea. I had no idea. And so, so the key is it goes back to Martin Luther King's statement is you don't need to see the whole staircase. You just need to take the next step and then the next step will appear and so on and so forth. But just take the next step in whatever you feel the oomph, the uh, fire in your belly, the, what's in your heart, just take that next step and let it unfold. So, so that's a real life example of how someone started small and it just grew. And when you share that, uh, people come out of the woodworks to support. I love that so much. And as you're telling the story, uh, and I love the story about the hug, uh, pay it forward with the hugs or the hug forward or whatever you called it. But I was remembering a woman I met literally back in 1997 in San Diego who started a hug movement. And hers has been a slow burn for 30 years or whatever it is. And how the catalyst... And I think what I heard is activating like the, what I call collaboration currency, like mm. literally activating the collaborative energy, how it expanded and made a ripple impact from that movement. And I think, you know, with, if the way I know you and what you teach and, and what really happens with the movement is like activating advocates and ambassadors is a critical ingredient. Would you agree? Absolutely. So it's like advocates, ambassadors, evangelists. You know, if you look, it's like this is the key. You you need to duplicate yourself. You can't be the one on the soapbox everywhere. That and and there's that great TED. Uh, there's a TED video of the guy dancing on the hills. Yeah, I was thinking of that. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone thinking he's the one who started the movement, but it's actually the first follower that legitimized the movement and made it okay for others, others to join. So uh, really getting those ambassadors. And that's the thing is the movement is not about the movement leader. It's about the people and it's about the community. And this is why Martin Luther King's movement went so well is that when he said, I have a dream and those who heard his, I have a dream speech, it wasn't Martin Luther King's dream. It became their dream and it became their mission. It wasn't his movement, it was my movement. And when they take, when they have that level of ownership, like this is mine, that's where it just takes off. So getting those advocates, uh, evangelists and ambassadors are critical. And here's the good news about how to reach a million people is you don't need to touch a million people all by yourself. You just need to focus on your thousand. And there's, you know, in business, there's a great book uh, uh, that talks about the thousand true fans. And it's really like you reach them on such a deep level. It's not just a thousand customers, but a thousand true fans who will do anything, who will irrationally buy things. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's loyalty beyond reason. 
is the key. Like Apple has loyalty beyond reason. You know, it's unreasonable to camp outside to get the latest and greatest new Apple product. That's not reasonable, but they have such a deep loyalty. So when you have that uh, legion of loyal fans or, or, or uh, true fans and also of ambassadors, evangelists, and uh, advocates, that's where that can get out. I mean, uh, Jesus had 12 disciples who were his fans and look what happens. Like, uh, I know there's a lot of variations, but I think it's like last I checked, it was like 2.7 billion. It's the largest movement in history, you know? Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, it blows my mind. So regardless of whether you, uh, uh, regardless, I'm spiritual, I'm not in more as religious, I'm more spiritual, but the thing is you got to see patterns that worked in history and it still works today. And so I think you got to follow the models of success and uh, stop reinventing the wheel. But there's tried and true principles. That's why our mission for us to reach the uh, for us to reach a billion people. Our mission is to empower a thousand leaders to impact over a million lives each because a thousand times a million is a billion. So that's our that's why we have it specifically there. And it is doable. You can do this. You know, you could give yourself a time frame of about 10 years and you can get this done. Miracles happen in 10 years. Overnight successes, game-changing ideas and, and world-changing ideas can happen 10 years or less now with the digital age. Hmm. That's inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I've heard you refer to that there being three phases of movement growth. And I, I don't know if you've already tackled this, but I just want to make sure we really talk about this because I think sometimes people are in a phase and they think, why am I not over here, right? Like, why am I, have I not like gotten further with my movement? And I, and I think it helps people to understand where they are in the trajectory of the growth of their movement. So maybe you can unpack that a little bit for us. Okay, sure. Well, yeah. So, and, and so there's three main phases of growth and then there's two phases where there's no growth. Uh, so, so there's total five total phases, but the first phase is the dreamer phase where it's like, oh, I dream and I, a uh, lot of, a lot of dreaming, wishing, but no action. Right. So that's phase one. There's no growth whatsoever there. They're dreaming. And sometimes I can understand if they go after their dream, they're afraid that if they do it, they're afraid that it may not work, but so they're stuck in dream. Then you see this a lot, especially in uh, the professional space is the research phase where they're, they move from dreaming. Okay, I'm going to learn. And then sometimes they get stuck in a state of perpetual learning and not a perpetual doing. So they're consuming more information than producing output and results with it. So they're in a constant overconsumption of learning, learning, certification, this course, that course, but they're not implementing it. So those are the two prior to action growth. And then for any movement, because we do live in the physical world, the first phase of growth is really having a solid foundation of monetization, being able to have a financial engine that funds, funds the movement. And that could be one of the things in terms of funds, the volunteers, funds, the team, funds your well-being, or you need a financial engine that funds you so you could devote full time to and be devoted to your movement. Because the moment you have to uh, figure out how to meet your own needs, the purity of the vision 
of what you want to create sometimes have to be sacrificed in order to meet your basic needs. So there needs to be a monetization factor. Even you said, well, AG, well, I'm going to grow a nonprofit, let's say. We don't need monetization for that. Nonprofits need money just as much, if not more, than for-profits. And nonprofits are two top priorities. Is Number one is raise awareness. And number two is raise money. That's it. Those are the two priorities of every nonprofit. And most people don't know that some of the wealthiest companies are nonprofit companies. The National Football League, for those of you watching in America, billion dollar company is a nonprofit. Walgreens, uh, you know, is a nonprofit. So most people think nonprofit means no money. No, nonprofit is just a different structure. But you need to get to a point where where you start generating the financial uh, engine that brings in the money so they can move into phase two of growth, which is leverage. And I know this is one of your strengths, uh, Melanie, is leverage, is because once you have money, you could trade money to buy your time back. And you could buy your time back by creating systems and automation and also through people. And so this is what the wealthy do, is the wealthy mindset trades money to buy their time back to get an ROI which is uh, a return on investment. And also what I love uh, from a friend of mine, uh, his name is Mark Angelo. He said, ripple of impact uh, as an ROI. And then third is enjoyment, to enjoy life, to create experiences. So the wealthy are the only, wealthy is the only mindset that trades money. The working class and the middle class trades time. They trade time for dollars or trade time for status, you know, and status for the middle class is the home you own, the car you drive, the schools your kids go to and keeping up with the Joneses, but the wealthy really trade money. So you want to get in a position where once you start trading money, then time is no longer a, 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 you know, a limiting factor. And then the third phase is, which you'll love, is called Amplify, which is scaling. And so now that, because you can't scale something that doesn't have either people or processes in place. If you try to scale something that doesn't have people or process, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be, you. It, it would have been better if you never grew in the first place because it's going to cause more problems. It's going to damage your reputation. So you need the leverage part first, then you can amplify. And that's really shining the spotlight. So that could be getting on media. That could be uh, huge partnerships. It could be, you know, different ways, working with leaders and working with influencers and stuff. So it's ways where, uh, you shine the light and amplify. And so almost all movements start grassroots from the bottom up. But then uh, you, you also use a top-down approach by working with the world leaders, uh, the celebrities, the influencers. Their job, celebrities' job isn't to be working in the front lines in the grassroots. Their job is to use their influence like an Oprah and shine the spotlight onto the grassroots movement. And then it converges in the middle with the in, in the community level of the nonprofits, the local associations, organizations, schools, churches, synagogues, temples, mosques, all of this converges there. So it's a three-pronged approach, but everything starts from the grassroots and then, and then you build those partnerships. So those are the three phases is, is to monetize, then to leverage, then to amplify. And, um, and, and so if you're in that dreaming phase, get out of dreaming, because uh, I love uh, one of my favorite movies is The Greatest Showman. 
And you can start dreaming with your eyes wide open and you can turn that fantasy into reality and get out of research. You already know enough to stop learning more and start doing, you know, start implementing because I feel people are obese with information these days and they need to, they need to work it off through action and implementation. It's almost like the constant search for more information. It gives people the illusion they're moving something forward but it's really like you're talking about, like when you move into action and you start moving that that dream into reality, that's when things really take off. And that's that's where we're really making an impact. So I love these five phases. It makes it so clear. You know what I was thinking as you were talking? And I um, I know that you work with a lot of women around movements uh, and bringing their movements out. And, and you actually have an event that's dedicated to women rising as movement leaders. What, what, why do you tend to focus more on women? I know you work with men too, but why do you think the the female energy is so powerful when it comes to bringing a movement out into the world? Yeah, I, I, I feel for several reasons. One is I always remembered the Dalai Lama's quote, the world will be changed by the Western woman. Mm. And there's something about that that really rang true. And um, that, it, it's both the ma- because the westernized women both have the masculine energy of getting things done, being professional, being focused, but then they also have the uh, feminine energy of being creative, being intuitive, and feminine energy it can be very collaborative and community or- oriented. So they're not going out hunting, if you will. They're more gathering. They're gathering people, and so for movements, gathering energy is more natural for uh for women in my personal opinion than men who are going out hunting so it's like when someone when men are hunting you don't want to be around other men who are hunting because you might get shot you're not like let's hang out you know you're like it's either shot or be shot so so and the other pieces um i was raised and uh you know as far as a parental figure my mom was a quintessential driven uh, a driven woman entrepreneur. And she was tough. She told, you know, a little tough, you know, I was highly sensitive. So it was a little challenging sometimes. However, um, she would tell it like it is. But the thing is, whenever, whenever she saw someone in need, she always showed up. So she was tough exterior, but the heart's there. And she, she was a person who made her actions speak louder than words. And I feel like it is the shift because if you look over the last 2000 years, men have pretty much been in power and that it's going to not just, it's not a war of the sexes, but it's a collaboration, but I see more and more women rise up. And the, and a classic example is um, uh, microloans with Kiva and why, why are microloans going to majority of women? Because women invest back into the community where men, they may mismanage. And this is as a whole, I don't want to get into stereotypes and things like that. But if you look at these countries, it's going to the women. And, and I see that as well. Um, and that's who I naturally attract as well. It's about 65 to 70% women. And also what's interesting is we help them tap into their intuition. And because there's, there's, there's something about the power of creation and because the biologically you have the power to create a, another human being there's some energy there that allows you to uh, allows women to 
uh, to do this. So it's like, you know, I think we have 2000 years, quite honestly, we have 2000 years to get it right. And I feel like, why not? Let's give women a shot to lead women a shot to move up. And then there's going to be powerful men just like me to hold the space for the women to rise. An insecure man would feel uh, would feel intimidated by a powerful woman. So and so then there's it's 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 a collaboration. And I think, you know, the old paradigm is, uh, you know, uh, the verses, you know, against and competition and us versus the world. The new world is let's do this together. I love that. I'm in. (laughs) I'm actually really in. (laughs) I'm excited you've invited me back to your event this fall to uh, women rising, uh, women who are uh, doing uh, or igniting a movement, I think is what you're calling it. Uh, I, I ho- hope as you're listening in today that you're listening to this before the event and you can join us. Um, I believe it's the 7th and 8th of October, right, AG? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend you head over to melaniebenson.com forward slash women rising and grab a seat at this two-day event. It's going to be extraordinary. And you mentioned several times collaboration and you've asked me to come and talk about my work around collaboration currency, it's been the thing that's moved the lever for me for the 21 years I've been in business. And it's a very powerful way that women make movements happen, that women lead. And and I'm just so ecstatic to share that with the audience. Uh, Is there anything else you want to share about the event? And then I want to make sure everybody knows how they can get a hold of you at any time and start this process for themselves. Yeah, well, it's it's really a, a great event. I curate the best speakers. That's why I invited Melanie Benson. And we even have an avatar, which we call them Wonder Women. And these are highly successful, highly successful women who know they want to, they have a heart to serve and make a greater impact. And they're ready for a reinvention because they've been successful as this in this one box and the right break free from the box, break free from the label and incorporate all their gifts and talents in one unique offering that only they can do. And so this is going to be not only inspiring, you're going to be able to get new ahas and, uh, and, and networking as well. You get to collaborate with other wonder women and a few supermen as well. So nice. it'll be great. We like Superman and uh, Wonder Women. Yeah. <laughs> no, AG, if somebody's catching this later or they can't make the event and it's not the right fit for them right now, um, what would be the best place to start igniting a movement with you? Well, I think the first stage is really uh, to just assess where they're at in terms of where they're at. Are they in the dreamer phase? Are they in the researcher phase? Are they in the monetization leverage or amplify phase? And so we, we created a quiz uh, that can you self-diagnose and, and it, it really, even, even if you don't know where you start, it'll guide you through and, and you can see where you're at. You can see where your gaps are. You can see where you're strong at and, and it'll give you a clue. And from there, that's a way for us to stay connected uh, with all our movie maker events and happenings. And we, we, we actually even have a daily dose of inspiration email that go out. Like, you know, I got, yeah. So that's been very popular. You know, it's like, like kind of like Mike Dooley's thoughts from the universe kind of thing. And we just do that. And it's been really, really pleasant. And it feels good because then, uh, regardless of what's going on in your day, 
you might get that needed inspiration or push because as leaders, here's the truth. As leaders, there's going to be a point where you're going to want to quit. It doesn't matter how, how, how much you've accomplished or this, there's going to be a point. And, and sometimes it's just helpful to get that dose of inspiration to keep moving forward just for another day. And then you get your inspiration back, you know? So, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we have that quiz, uh, the movement maker quiz, uh, that would be a great place to start movementmakersquiz.com as you're listening in, oh, right? singular. I, I think I got both domains, but it's okay. movementmakerquiz. Movementmakerquiz.com. Okay. And we I will link that up in the show notes and make yeah. sure it's working there. So if you're scrambling for a pen or you're like, wait, which one is it? Uh, just look at wherever you're listening to this on the show notes there. Uh, you'll be able to to click through and take advantage of the quiz. And if you head to melaniebenson.com for slash women rising, we'll make sure that you know how to get to the uh, women rising event on October 7th and 8th, which you do not want to miss whether you're a man or a woman. Uh, there's a lot of power there for you. So AG, this is the moment where I like to ask a couple of wrap up questions because right. I think we've, we've heard so much about your great wisdom, but we, as you mentioned, we're all human. We're all people. We have our own ups and downs on our journey. And there's been moments where we've had to really dig deep and do something to propel our vision, our mission, and our success forward. What would you say is the boldest thing you have ever had to do to get where you are today? Oh. Well, it was, uh, this was over just about 10 years ago, just getting started. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this was back in 2011. And uh, I decided, I decided to do my first three day live event in May of 2011. And, uh, and what, well, the crazy part of it is I've never done a two day event, never done a one day event, never did a three hour workshop by myself. I just went I just went all the way to do a three-day event that many people take years to get ready for. Uh, but, uh, but, and then there are times where I, everyone around me said, that's crazy, that's a big investment, running a hotel, stage, and all this, but I knew this was the path. And I had a bunch of people sign up early on. There's that initial momentum where people, all you know, show up. And then it's almost predictable, even with my clients, when we do events, then they start backing out and saying, oh, I have something come up. They can't. And then like three weeks to the event, I only have three people, three people registered. And I've like over $10,000 invested in, which was a lot of money for, for me at the time. And, and then the thing that made the difference and, and in my life over and over again, it's not the original commitment, it's the recommitment. And I made the commitment. I'll do this event. Even if one person shows up, I'm going to give them my best. And once I made that recommitment and the decision to do it no matter what, then by the event, we had 28 people show up. And uh, I trained, I've done hundreds of hours of speaking and training. And the moment I stepped on stage, I felt like, oh, this feels like home. I've been here before. This feels so natural. And we had um, uh, um, Kathy Harley, who was working as head of coaching for Suzanne Evans at the time. Um, she came over and afterwards and said, AG, this was the best three-day. I've been to a lot of events. This is the best three-day event I've ever been to. And she had no idea it was my first event. Mm -hmm. And that gave me validation. And, and from there... Uh, the rest is history. We brought, filled our first mastermind. And then, and here's the thing. I created my first three-day event because I couldn't get speaking engagements on my own. So I created my own. 
And then now that people know that I could hold an audience for three days, I started getting invited to a lot of stages. Mm -hmm. So the distinction is if you're missing it, create it. And that's been a huge shift in my life. Create what's missing because we are truly creators. And the more we create, the more connected we are with, you know, with the higher power, with being a creator of our lives. I love that quote, create what is missing. I have done that so many times. I've never heard anybody say it like that. It's beautiful. Uh, And I think that was right about the time I met you. So um, I remember this trajectory for you. The second question, and we'll wrap up with this. What's one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Oh, so hard. That's not challenging. Like which one do I pick? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And also it's like, there's divine, there's divine timing of it all as well. Um, Oh, but easy, easy. Now I wish I hired my personal assistant sooner. So, so I hired a team up to seven to 10 people without an assistant for my, I hired team members to support my clients, but I've never had up until four months ago, hired an executive assistant, personal assistant, just to serve me because I'm such a service person. I'm always focused outward, but to allow myself for someone just to be focused solely on me, game changer. I mean, I coach this, that's your first hire is someone so that you get to get in the habit of receiving, allowing you receiving support that I think that made a game changer of everything. And now everything's so much smoother. Everything's, you know, it's, it's, it's just a game changer. So hiring my personal assistant and executive assistant sooner. I think that's the thing. I mean, I, I'd be in a different place by now. I love that. That is Oh, so perfect. It is true. <laughs> the more we get that that support for ourselves, the more courage and the more power and the more clarity we have because we can focus on the things that we do well. So love that one, AG. Oh, I, I just love, I love you so much. I love the work you're doing in the world. I'm so grateful that you've had the courage to step into this mission on this planet and ignite the uh, this uh, energy for women and men all over the planet to bring their movements out. That's how we're going to make this world a better place. But that's also how we like find ways to collaborate with each other. So thank you, my friend. And uh, I cannot wait for the women rising event again. Uh, it's uh, it's one of the game changing events that could transform everything for you. So hope we'll see you there. All right. Bye. AG. All right. Thank you, Melanie. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 